Welcome to the Fitbox Podcast. This is your host, Joseph Frankie. Glad you're here listening. On our podcast, we talk about two main things. First and foremost, we interview members of Fitbox so that way you can hear their stories about how they're repaying debt, how they're saving for retirement, buying homes, all this type of stuff, really to give you motivation and some different ideas. That's the first thing we talk about. The second thing our podcast do is we take individual finance topics and go through them in more detail so that way you can say, does this apply to me and how does this apply to my plan? So if you have questions or you want to sign up for Fitbucks, you can do so in the show notes, fitbucks.com, build your profile, schedule a call. We'll be talking to you soon. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Fitbucks Podcast. I'm your host, Joseph Ranke. Today, I'm extremely excited and it's because of the topic that we're talking about it's actually one of the most important topics you'll ever listen to uh, on this podcast um, because it has to do with how your financial assets are allocated like how much risk you're taking the reason why i'm so excited is as you guys a lot of you know my background is in investments um and this is a topic when it comes to podcasts or writing blog articles or whatever it is i've been holding off for a long time because as you guys know our first piece of our technology was centered around student loans, and now we've expanded that technology out to full-on financial planning. Um, and this investment piece, as you guys will see at the end, um, it, we've started tying some of the stuff into our technology. Um, and I'll talk about that at the end of the podcast, so you definitely want to stay to the end. But this topic is one that everybody out there needs to listen to this podcast. Um, little teaser, most of you are too overly aggressive with your investments. Okay, and I'm gonna give you examples of why that is and how to to make sure that you have the, know what your ability is so that way you can make the right choice with, with your money, okay? Before we get into the podcast, first and foremost, um, again, thank you for listening. Uh, if you guys have questions or need help with any of this, you guys know, especially if you've been listening to this for a while, all you have to do is go to fitbus.com, build your profile, schedule a call, use our financial planning technology to build your plan, track it, and all that type of stuff, get help with all this stuff, is there, uh, go and do it, all right? Um, shameless plug. Now, on to the topic at hand, okay? I've been saying this for a long time, in my opinion, um, ever since I started in wealth management, that most people are too aggressively invested in their investments. Okay, and a lot of the knowledge that you guys will read about and education that you guys try to do is centered around academic thoughts. Okay, so what I'm going to do first in this podcast is I'm going to walk you through what the general advice is um, in terms of the academia. What most financial planners do and investment advisors, what they're gearing towards. So you can understand what is there, so you can understand how it's deeply, deeply flawed, both for young people and old people, okay? So I'm gonna give you a scenario first of an investment advisor, so you can understand exactly what's going on here. So you go to an investment advisor, and let's just say you're a new grad, okay? And you say something along the lines of, I just graduated, I have no financial assets. I am going to be saving $500 a month in my 401k, let's say, and I wanna retire in 
30 years, whatever that time period may be. Why is that all important? That investment advisor has no control over any of that. Okay, he doesn't have a control about how much you currently have in assets. He doesn't have control in terms of how much you're going to contribute to your retirement. He has no control of when you're going to retire. You came to him and you said, this is what I want to do. This is the dollar amount that I can put into this. This is when I want to retire. So the only thing that he can do is do investments to and say, this is what you need to have when you retire. So he does some calculations and he'll come up with a, some pie in the sky number. Okay, so let's just come up with this. Let's just say he does a calculation and says, hey, by the time you retire, you need a million dollars in retirement assets. And you're investing $500 a month. Now, keep in mind, he has no control of any of this. He only has control of one thing. That is what he puts the money into. And so he might look at that and say, wow, $500 is not really that much to invest in order to hit that million dollars. Therefore, there's only one thing he can do. Take more risk. Okay, that's the only lever that an investment advisor can really pull to get you to that goal. Now, where academia comes into play in all this is they've gone to the courts and they've gone to the to politicians that make laws and sold them on this idea that, hey, you're young, therefore, you can invest in a, for the long term and the ups and downs of the markets don't matter to you. And that's great as long as you can keep the money there. And I'm going to give you an example in a few minutes of how that's a deeply flawed assumption. But the courts have said, well, that makes sense because you have time and this is for retirement. So they allow 401k companies, for example, to auto default into very aggressive investments like 90% in the stock market and not just in the stock market, but in things like emerging markets and small cap stocks and things that have a lot of volatility, what that means is they can go up and down a lot. And I'm gonna again, I'm gonna give you an example of why that's a flaw. Because you might be thinking at this point of the podcast, well, yeah, I do have a lot of time. What's the big deal? Okay, but I'm gonna give you an example of that. So I just wanted to give you that background on a young person where academia has said, oh, you have a long term to invest. Therefore, all these risks, the market fluctuations, don't matter because time diversifies out that risk okay pure academic thought yes that's right but like i said i'm going to show you why that's wrong now i told you this applies to everybody old people too and i'm going to give you an example of that so you can see how across the spectrum the quote unquote cookie cutter advice is, is bullshit okay the cookie cookie uh, <laughs> sorry the cookie cutter advice for an older person is that as you get older you should be moving more and more of your money into conservative investments, meaning that they go up and down less. Why? Because you're getting closer to retirement when you're going to have to need that money. And when you're in retirement, you're not going to be able to afford to, to have the stock market go down in like 2008 at 30, 40, 50% because you're taking that money out and you can't take that risk with it at that point in time. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, well, yeah, I've read that. That makes sense, right? Like, well, again, that's the cookie cutter advice that's very deeply flawed. Why is it deeply flawed? Well, 
if I, I'm going to give you an extreme example. I told you, hey, like you need a million dollars to retire. That's the goal. Well, what happens if you were 65 years old as of today and you had $8 million in savings and retirement? Why should you be invested conservatively? Just because of my age, I have the ability to take more risk. But that cookie cutter advice does not look at everything. It just looks at a very simple theory from academia, which most of the time doesn't actually happen in real life. And the biggest thing of all of it is it looks at a very narrow range of one or two things. It doesn't take into account you as an individual. So with that background, that is, again, the key thing is like investment advisors, they don't have very many levels to pull except for either giving you more risk or less risk. And then they base it off of these academic thought papers and academic research of situations that are not really realistic. And I'm going to give you situations right now with an example of not very realistic. So I mentioned earlier, and again, I'm going to gear this podcast towards younger individuals because like 99% of you on our platform are younger individuals. Let's just say you you just graduated. Going back to that example, I have no money. I'm going to put money in my 401k, yada, yada, yada. Okay. I'm going to show you how this, this advice is deeply flawed. Let's just say you have no money. So the first thing you do is go out and you want your emergency fund, so on and so forth. Okay. First of all, you don't need to probably take risk to get a good return on your money. What do I mean by that? The average person on Fitbucks gets a 3% employee match on their 401k. Okay. And this is, by the way, in the podcast where I'm going to start going into some numbers for examples. If you guys get confused, like listen to the podcast again. Um, but at the same time, keep it high level. What, what, you know, messaging is, which is you're probably too aggressively invested. Okay. But let's start there. I get a 3% match. Now to keep this easier, I'm going to use like round numbers. So let's just say I make a hundred thousand dollars in salary. Okay. So to get my 3% match, that means that I have to put $3,000 in my 401k. So if I put $3,000 in my 401k, my employer puts $3,000 in my 401k. So I put in 3,000, I now have 6,000. That is a 100% return without taking any risk. Why take the risk? Just looking off of that, just by itself, I'm getting 100% return with no risk. Why take the risk? Especially when I'm first starting out, which I'm gonna show you why not to take the risk when you're first starting out. But let's just keep going down this concept. Okay, so now I have $6,000. The second year, I put another $3,000 in. So now I have a total of $9,000 invested and my employer matches another $3,000. So 3,000 divided by 9,000, that's a 33 percent return the second year with no risk so now i have twelve thousand dollars i put in fifteen thousand dollars or i put in another three thousand dollars the next year i apologize okay so now i have fifteen thousand dollars and my employer matches that my my contribution for that third year of three thousand so three thousand dollars divided by fifteen thousand dollars is a twenty percent return again with no risk. So now I have $18,000 
total going into my fourth year, I put in $3,000, so I have 21 grand total. My employer matches again. That's a 14% return with no risk. So for the first four to five years of my investments, I can basically put money into it, get my employer a match, and have a better return with no risk than what the market could return. Okay, now, why is that such a big deal? Let's go back to that first year. Let's just say I'm married, I have a car payment, I have student loan payments, I have a mortgage payment. Overall, let's just say my expenses every month are $4,000 per month, okay? At a minimum, what our technology defaults to is three months of an emergency fund by minimum, okay? So let's just say that that's what I did, and so I have $12,000 in an emergency fund because that gives me three months of expenses, okay? Now, let's just say I'm investing for five years, that example that I just gave you for five years. But let's just say I use the cookie cutter advice that most people have, and my investment went up to, say, $40,000, okay? And actually, let's go, again, make this round so that way the numbers are a little bit easier. Let's just say it went up to $36,000, okay? So that's pretty decent, and that's about what we see after four or five years of people investing, 36 grand uh, with that match, so on and so forth. So, okay, so $36,000, so I have 12 grand in emergency fund, $36,000 in my 401k. Let's just say 2008 happens. Those aggressive investments that were in there, most of them went down about 50%. Okay, 50%. So your $36,000 is down to $18,000. $18,000. Okay. And I have $12,000 in my emergency fund. So now three months go by, I lose my job during this recession. I have all these expenses. I'm blowing through my money. I go through my emergency fund within three months. Now, I have to turn around and start liquidating my 401k. And it's only at 18,000. So guess what? I only have about another four or five months where I'm out of money. So within seven or eight months, I'm bankrupt. I have no more money. I just got foreclosed on my house. Like I didn't have a car anymore. I'm, I'm done, seven months. Whereas had that money been in, invested conservatively, I might be able to last 10, 12, 14 months, okay? Now, I will admit there's some flaws in that analogy like, okay, well, what if you're invested conservatively the whole time, blah, 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 blah. I get all that and I, that's not the point. The point is in that cookie cutter assumptions where it's, hey, you're young, invest for the long term, okay? That cookie cutter assumption it doesn't take into account your risk. It doesn't take into account, for example, your loans, your student loan debt, your car debt, your family situation. It doesn't take into account what is your emergency fund? Is it three months? Is it six months? Because that also plays a role with how aggressively you can have your other investments allocated. It doesn't take into account the biggest piece that you guys have heard me talk about countless times on this podcast, blog, so on and so forth. Your human capital asset. That human capital asset is a projection of your income and the risk to your income. 
It factors in your occupation. It factors in your profession. That all plays an influence on things like unemployment. Like if you have a recession, are you going to be at risk of losing your job or not? Because some of you might be listening to this and being like, well, you know, in, in my in my occupation in healthcare and my profession, I have like a less than 1% unemployment rate. Well, that's good. You can do different things that somebody else that has a higher rate of unemployment can't do. That has more risk. The bottom line is what I'm trying to say, this cookie cutter advice of just, hey, you're young, so you can invest in the stock market. It doesn't take into account any of these other things whatsoever at all nothing therefore what ends up happening especially for new grads and by new grads i define that as people that have graduated within five years or less and even based on the technology some of the stuff that we've been rolling out i even see it for people that are like 10 years 15 years out that they're too aggressively invested for what they can actually have the ability to do now one caveat to that i've been talking about the ability to take risk Okay, that is primarily what our technology is looking at. Do you have the ability to take risk or not? Okay, now the other side of that is the willingness to take risk. Because you might come to us and say, hey, what's my ability? We might say it's X, Y, Z. You might be like, that's too aggressive. I want to be more conservative. Go for it. If you say, look, here's my ability. That's what we tell you. And you say, I want to be more aggressive. And you're comfortable being more aggressive. And you understand those risks. Go for it. Okay, what I'm saying is, is that you have to have an understanding of saying what is my ability and if you're trying to make it simple then you're probably too aggressively invested and you should be more conservatively invested okay if you understand some of these concepts and you're willing to take more risk or not willing to take that risk then great go ahead and, and do it but it still gives you more information and in making the appropriate decision that hey maybe we, we might be saying you might want to be like 40 percent in stocks and you were like, well, I was thinking about being 90% in stocks. Maybe I should only be like 70%. So you're still more aggressive, but not as aggressive as you might have been because now you understand your true ability to take risk. And that's actually, I mentioned earlier, like I mentioned this at the end of the podcast, again, you know, shameless plug, why I'm so excited is because the piece of the technology that we just uh, rolled out is based on your Fitbucks score and your Fitbucks profile. Again, your Fitbucks profile incorporates all this, your human capital, your profession, your occupation, your behavior, merit, like do you run marathons? All this stuff plays a role in the risk that you can take, including your debts. We just rolled out this piece of our premium membership. Well, based on your score, we will tell you this is your ability to take risk. So based on your score, for example, you can do, you should be like 60% in bonds and 40% in stocks or in equities. Now that 40%, what we're saying is you can do it in regular stocks and equities. If you want to be in crypto, you can be in crypto. If you want to take extreme width with that, with that 40%, go for it. Basically that 40%, you can lose it all and you'll still be okay. That is what we're saying with that 60, 40 type of split. Okay, you can take as with this 40%, you can take as much risk as you want to. With this 60%, hey, pair it back a little bit. Okay. So that is is the new technology and why I'm so excited. Because like I said, you guys know my background is is in investments. That's what I've grown up with. That's what you know I've spent hours and hours researching. And just seeing it, this is one of my biggest pet peeves is is how aggressive people are invested and they don't know what they're doing. 
Then they lose some money and they never go back in the stock market again because they took too much risk and they don't like it. And now they're just overly conservatively invested when they shouldn't be. It's these cookie cutter academic things. They're not real. They're bullshit, basically. They they work great, you know, in, in an Excel file when I'm doing an academic research paper. In real life, they don't really make any sense. So that is the podcast today. And again, it's, I'll just reiterate. Too many people are taking too much risk in their in their financial assets. Okay. I'm excited because that new piece of the technology, again, shameless plug, our premium membership will actually tell you based on your Fitbucks profile and your score, this is how your allocation, this is the ability you have to take risk. Okay. Um, it's it's awesome. Uh, and we're going to be adding to that technology too. So I'm really excited for some of the stuff that we're adding on that, which I can't share yet. Uh, when it does come live, of course, I'll let you guys know. Um, but as always... Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you guys have any questions whatsoever, you guys know how to get a hold of us. If you want to build your financial plan, make sure you take advantage of our new financial planning technology where you can build your financial plan for free. And then once you want to implement it, you can upgrade to our premium membership. That's where you get this investment allocation advice. Plus, you can track your financial plan step by step to make sure you're doing it right. So if you have any questions, let us know. We'll be talking to you soon. See you later.